Hi, my name is Neil Brennan. Did I catch off guard, I Fortune? You. you were no, no, you didn't. You were yawning. I think. No, I wasn't. Uh, I. By the way, you can just say you can yawn here. Look, I just want people to be themselves. It's me, Neil Brennan. This is the Blocks Podcast where we talk about uh, things that uh, make people feel like they're alone in the world, like they're isolated, there's something wrong with them. And we talk about it, we get it out in the open, and people feel better. And uh, from what I understand, the earth heals. Mm. My guest today is a five-time Grammy nominee. What? I just like... <laughs> um, uh, you I've known for, I'm going to go seven years, um, maybe more, maybe more, but not well. Like yeah. Not were, well. I would go to the store, obviously. Yeah. I'd be, see at the store. Yeah. But we didn't um, know each other. Yeah. And would hear about you, heard you were funny, saw you, you were funny <laughs> and more than funny. You're so fucking pleasing. And charismatic. Oh, thank you. And like, you go down real smooth. That's nice. <laughs> just as a, I watch your special sometimes. I'm like, mm. fuck, dude, just be like her. Just, just be like her a little bit. Enough know? with the heavy and the, the mm -hmm. just be nice and fun. Yeah. And your proof that somebody defined charm as not, do I like this person? Mm -hmm. It's, would this person like me? And oh, you seem like you like pretty much everybody. I like most people. Yeah. Not everybody, but most I people. like more people than I seem like I like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like I have a gruff exterior. Yeah, you seem like you would be kind of annoyed by certain people uh -huh. or not impressed by certain mm -hmm. people. But I but I am. <laughs> I am <laughs> I'm a people I'm person. A, I am impressed, Fortune. Here's what they don't here's what they don't tell you. I'm very impressed. Um so so I'm happy to have you on. Thank you. You're, you're just, I also feel like you just earned every step of your success. Oh, that I appreciate. I mean, I have worked my butt off for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, and you like wrote for Chelsea, right? Mm -hmm. You were a writer and a panelist on Chelsea lately. Like anyone, yeah. if you write for a show, if you, that's almost like a, it's not an internship, but there's something about it. Like if someone writes Jesselnick will never do anything more impressive to me than writing for Fallon for oh, two years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I, it's, it's a weird, like indentured servant. You're like Santa's helper. Kind of behind the scenes. You're behind like, the yeah. scenes. You have to learn somebody else's voice. You have to, you work a system, mm -hmm. you, you have pressure, you, yeah. and you figure it out and you like, so you did that. And then you started getting, you started getting on the show. Then you started getting mm -hmm. cast on in stuff. Yeah. And how long, when did you start comedy? Well, I moved to LA 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I don't look that old. No, 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 no. 20 years ago. What were you, four? <laughs> four. Um, and, you know, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Kind of came out here for a life experience. Oh, you didn't know? No, I, I didn't come to like be a comedian. I had never, I had done plays in college, but I wasn't very good at it. Here's a, here's a funny, rude question. Did yeah. you come out here to be gay? That's a pretty you know what I mean? great question. <laughs> did, did I moved out to LA to be? No, gay. I was in the closet. Well, I was in the closet, not knowing my my question stands. I know it does stand, but I didn't. I wasn't seeking myself either. I didn't not even like know to be questioning that at the time. Got it. I, it was just kind of a non thing. I knew something was like different. I knew I didn't connect with. Well, men. did you come out to be different? Like, is that? 
Um, no. Do you think that was part of it? I think it really was like, uh, I, I was coming out, I was, you know, I did that typical like PA stuff at first. Yeah. Just kind of like, this is how I can live in LA and sort of be around the entertainment industry, but I don't know like what part of the entertainment industry is for me. It just seems cool. You just knew you were drawn to what seemed like an easy job. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, well, that seems easy. Um, but I wasn't questioning my sexuality at the time. It was more of just like- Were oh, other people? Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they were. It just wasn't a thing that was talked about as much back yeah. then. Um, and so I moved out here and did that. And then my first two years here, I had a really hard time making friends. I'm from a small town where like everybody knows each other. Everybody talks You're from Georgia? Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina, got it. And I started taking groundlings classes to just make friends yeah. as a hobby. And that's where they were like, oh, you should keep doing this. And so I guess technically that comedy started in 2005. Uh, and then like the classic groundlings the classic, or like got it the classes yeah and but I simultaneously started my own improv and sketch group because I was like well you were gonna put groundlings to out perform. of business well well the the school was so popular right and they only had so many classes in one stage we never got to yeah. perform I'm like how how am I gonna get better yeah if I don't put this into practice so I started my own group and we played in bars around town um, and at one of those shows someone was like you should do stand up. And so 2007 was technically when I started trying stand-up. Because you kept stepping to the front of the stage. I was grabbing a mic. And doing monologues. <laughs> I don't know what they saw. And so in 2007, you started doing stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Again, once I hear someone started their own sketch group and was doing it in bars, yeah. you just go, all right, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to resent this person very much. That's good. For my, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't. I feel the same way. When someone works so hard and they get success, you're like, good for God them. God bless. Yeah. Sebastian, you want to go ahead and do arenas? Do it. Knock yourself out. Yeah. You deserve it. Yeah. And it just, it, am I wrong? Am I, so that's 07 you start doing stand-up. You're writing for Seven. Chelsea 11? Uh, 11, yeah. So I start, I, So once I found stand-up, the trajectory started fairly quickly. Uh, I took a stand-up class first. At the end of the class, you did a show in the belly room. Uh, I don't know if you remember Adam Barnhart. He had to show up in the um, belly room. So I, so after the class was done, he was like, if you want to keep, if you do the music for my show, like just press play, I'll give you 10 minutes. So I got, as a brand new comic, 10 minutes in the belly room every Sunday night for a year. So I just kept writing, 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 performing. And then people at the store started noticing me. Brett Ertz started you know, putting my name in front of Tommy to be like, let her showcase. Started yelling your name. <laughs> Goddamn right I did. Yeah. In front of Tommy, yep. Um, and then by 2009, I think that's when Mitzi saw my tape and didn't do the like paid regular thing, but the Friday night regular thing. Great. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was Where you're in the kind belly. of in that. Yeah. Like it, I didn't get past till... 2013, maybe? Yeah. 20, well, I went there in 07. Maybe that's 2011, 2012. Yeah, that's why. I didn't get, I auditioned for Mitzi. It didn't go well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then Polly passed me. So, oh, in a, I, or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so. So, 2010, they made me a paid regular. Uh, And then that's, and then a few months after that, I did Last Comic Standing. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So that was my first TV gig, 2010. How long do you last on Last Comic Standing? Four episodes, semifinals. Great. But I, I, honestly, Who won your year? Um, Felipe Esparza. Right. 
that is between him and um, why can't I? Tommy Jonigan. Great. Great. You know, really yeah. funny, yeah, like, solid comedy. Can't argue with either. Yeah. It was a, it was, there was a lot of good comics my season, but I got out at the perfect time because I was two and a half years in the standup. Yeah. It's too, kept, probably too early. I kept going. I would have been like, I got no more jokes. Yeah. Yeah. That's no more jokes. <laughs> That'll do it for me. <laughs> Uh, anyone who says they're funnier than me is probably right. <laughs> so I'm going to go. That's when you just bow to the audience. Yep. Like, this has been fun. I'm gonna it was great to meet out. you. I'm going to give, you'll give me a year. I'm going to go yeah. write, I'm going to write another 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, so the stand-up tra- trajectory was fast. So like, I'm two and a half years in stand-up, two last comic standing. I'm now headlining. I didn't get to open for anyone. I didn't get to tour with anyone to see like how it works. Yeah. So it was like good and bad. It was like I got that off, you know, off and running quick. But in I some ways, there's not much you can. Li- I mean, it, it. I guess, but I did. I was flailing. I was like doing these 45 minute headliner shows. Like, what am I doing? I was like talking to the audience, taking Q and A, whatever it took to fill 45 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I I've heard worse. Yeah, you know, like I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't apologize. And you also, but you look back and you're like, eh. This is not a bad show. Yeah. Let's talk blocks okay, very quickly. Blocks. Do you mind? No, do you mind if we talk it. some of your blocks? We all have blocks. Sure. That's what we come here to talk here. about. Yeah. Okay. So your first block, which I can relate to, mm-hmm. and I'm not surprised to hear, you say, I have a problem with boundaries, how to say no, mm-hmm. and you have guilt about things because you want to please people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> talk to us. That, well, that's, you seem like you want to please people. Yeah. Yeah. I have that thing. And I guess, you know, that is not a surprise. That's when I got into comedy. I want to make people happy. Right. Right. I want people to feel good. That started at a very young age, you know, like uh, seeing my mom go through the divorce with my dad. Kind of want to make her happy, make sure she's okay. So I think it started. How'd she then. take it? Uh, the divorce? Yeah. Not good. Not well. <laughs> no. It was a very dramatic, traumatic Situation. I know your mother from the ghost joke you're mm-hmm. telling right now. Yeah. She sounds naturally dramatic or no? Yeah. She's like a character is the best way to describe okay. her. Where she's just a little over the top. Yep. Yeah. So I guess dramatic. Would like Southern fall. Gothic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> my heavens. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of like that, but she would never think of herself like that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I, so I, that developed early on of just like. Where'd your dad go? They just divorced and he just kind of, who knows where he went. Oh, I mean, he just was like. He's, we, he was in my life, but around the time of the divorce, he kind of went wherever he went. I don't know. We still don't know. We still don't know. Great. Um, And then like, you know, a show, would show up like on a Saturday and be like, do you want, you want me to go. Do you want to do the belly room? Blockbuster video. Great. And you're like, cool. And it was simple, a simple relationship. I'm not asking any questions. Exactly. Uh, Where she was like kind of picking up all the pieces. It's, oh, you're the only, you're their only child. I was, I'm one of three, but my oldest brother, they got divorced. Uh, and then my bro, my oldest brother, who's like a father figure as well, went to college two weeks later. So he split and it was me and my brother who just turned 16. So he got his license. So he was like, peace yeah. out. So I and was, you're kinda, how old? I was 12. Okay. So like I was there with my mom just being like, don't oh. cry. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Um, and yeah, and I think that 
it's kind of started there of like, I just want everything to be okay. Somebody um, said all comedians, and I think there's, it's probably 70% true. All comedians have sad moms. Oh, interesting. I think there's I've something. Never heard that to, yeah, no, it's like the, I heard it somewhere pretty credible. I, I like yeah. a comedian, but, but it's, it checks out pretty yeah. well. I mean, she did a lot of, you know, growth over the years where she's not that type of person. I, I mean, she still has her moments of being dramatic for sure, but uh, she got out of her funk eventually, but it was definitely one of those life changing. Did um, you actually help her? Do you think? Um, I kind I joke in my stand up set right now. I kind of became her husband. Yeah. Uh, during that time, like, uh, where I was just sort of expected to you take left care of her. <laughs> I was expected to kind of make sure she was okay. Set her alarm clock every night. Like, yep. yeah, I was like her plus one. Like, set one. her alarm clock. I set her alarm clock every. She couldn't figure it out. I said, I mean, and this is my wife would argue my enabling. Um. <laughs> You know, where I'm not just demanding, being like, no, you need to learn to set your own alarm. I was like, right. I've got to set my alarm clock. She couldn't figure it out. She wouldn't. There's a difference. Okay. <laughs> Great. And you couldn't tell. You were no, you, I she was just, the authority. So you had to do. Yeah, I just did it. Yeah. So annoyed. I would do it annoying, you know, in an annoyed way. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go set my mom's alarm. I'd yeah. be like, mom. Yeah, stupid. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but looking back, I go, oh, that's that kind of exactly describes that relationship. Yeah. Just like she wants, she needs, she needs this. I'm going to fix it for her. And, um, and so that was our dynamic for a while. So, yeah. So, but that would go back to where I don't have boundaries, you know, like, or I didn't have boundaries as far as like, had a hard time saying no, had a hard time being like, no, this is, you know. Not my responsibility. Just like, I'll just do it because it's easier to do it than... It is easier. But it, did you... It. At what point did you realize I'm drowning in that, other people's uh, needs or in other yeah. people's like... Probably not till I moved to LA. It was a while. And was it a oh, relationship a little, or was it like where you would do stuff and go like, why am I doing this? Well, definitely being with my, I've been with my now wife for eight years. A female friend of mine recently said, and agree, or let me know yeah. if this is true because you're an authority. Lesbians have good boundaries. Not everybody, not all. Right, not all uh, right. But would you, 70%? For sure. Can we go 70%? Um, I think they're a little bit more in touch with that stuff. So yeah, yeah, okay. I guess so. That's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, I was not, I'm not in that stat. I definitely yeah. was bad at it. And so, I mean, to this day, I've got, my, my wife will say I've gotten a lot better since we've been together, but she's usually, and you know, people be like thinking Jax is the tough one or whatever because she has boundaries. Like my mom hates that Jax has boundaries like that. Um, but So she has like a rep for being like mean and tough? Not mean, but just more matter of fact. Jax is very black and white. There's no gray. Was she her. a cop or am I imagining that? She, her ex was a cop. Okay. A couple of exes were cops. Got it. All right. Um, but she just has a very clear sense of like, yes, no, that's okay. That's not okay. And I'm in, I live in the gray. Like, mate, what have, what does it hurt this one? Time? Are you a don't give answers? You go, we'll see, knowing you're not going to do it. Yeah. Pro yeah. <laughs> 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 Pro 
probably. Uh-huh. I like, I'll try to work that out. And sometimes, but sometimes I do sure. Look, work it out or do it. Away. You know? Every once in a while, I have a, a hard time happen. telling people no. Yeah. I mean, people write me all the time to do like shows around town and I'll have like a thousand things going on. Yep. I will send them. Sometimes I just, I had to stop responding because it was depleting me of. Yeah. Uh, because I was giving so much to these responses. I would do like you, a paragraph of why I can't do the show. That, yeah. I under, <laughs> Have you had the experience with Jax has boundaries mm-hmm. and you understand when she sets one, mm-hmm. you can, you're okay. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, she, but I, you I don't go, believe you don't have faith that other people are okay. Or is it just, you want to be liked too badly? I don't want to make people feel bad. Uh-huh. And I don't think it's a matter of like what they'll think of me. I'm not like worried like all suddenly they won't like me. It's more of just like, I'm so sorry. I can't do that thing for you that you really want from me. Does that yeah. Make, does that make no, sense? of course it does. But yeah. you also know your level of desire for things is, uh, yeah. If yeah. it happens, it happens. I want that. But if I can't, mm-hmm. if they're out of ice cream, I'll get the cookie or yeah. whatever. Like you just have, pre- it's a, it, yeah. Assuming that everyone is at a 10, mm-hmm. I think is a mistake. I've made the same mistake where it's like, yeah. And also assuming that anyone's thinking about you as much as I mean, that, you think that would are. be the other thing. Yeah. yeah no one's, is that no you're one's like, like sweating it as much. Yeah. But it's hard to believe. Mm-hmm. You almost don't want to believe like I'm just some person. I'm just some yeah. name on a list that they're going down. And I think I've gotten better with saying no over the last few years in particular because I just got so busy. Yeah. I just could not do it. So it wasn't I, it wasn't even a choice of like do I do I want to do this? There's not, not enough hours There's in the day. There's not enough hours in the day. So no's had to start coming. Was there a bottom? Um I think of more just like exhaustion yeah. of like I can't do a thousand things. Like I yeah. and and I have that, yeah, I have that desire to like do a bunch of stuff, constantly working, constantly, you know, just say yes to things, a fear that things would go away or that the my career is only going to last a certain amount of time, you know. That that stuff's all fear-based. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I trying to work on boundaries and and I'm glad I'm making some strides but uh definitely have not mastered that one. And- I would also it's funny as you were saying careers are like it'll it'll end. Mm-hmm. I was gonna make a joke. Like, yes, God knows, careers never end. Like they end. <laughs> yeah, they end, and they slow but down. Or they, they have, slow down, they, or whatever. They have, they have hills and valleys, mm-hmm. right? Like you know. I will say, I you're on a pretty nice trajectory. I well, I appreciate. It. I mean, I, and I don't. So I say that objectively. Race, I yeah. say that objectively. Like you just. It seems like the venues get bigger and the mm-hmm. more shows and the. It seems to be trending in the right direction. Yeah. So from the outside in, it seems like positive. It's very positive. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I still, I think, always operate from a place of like, well, if and when this goes away. What's your fear about why? I think that at some point, you know, people just will move on. I'll have another comic I really like or another actor I'm really into. It is funny because they can only really like like four of us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm, I'm very aware of that. Like, yeah. all right, you ever do the thing of people who bought your tickets also looked at, it's like on the bottom oh, of really? Ticketmaster. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's just like they also looked at and you're like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Go I got it. I, look, <laughs> if you go to a comedy show once a four times a year, that's kind of a lot. You yeah. would be like, a, you'd be the kind of person who brings up comedy all the time. Mm hmm. And then also there's a difference between I want to watch you for an hour in my house mm -hmm. or I want to go, I want to take a shower, drive, pay park, mm -hmm. pay, 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 pay. Yeah. Yeah. Or a so, goddamn Q&A fortune. I'm kidding. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. <laughs> now I, I have material. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, but now it you're, but you are right that it is, yeah, maybe they move on. But what would you, what do you think you would do? I think that's why I do so many different things things yeah. like so should acting or stand-up fall you know by the wayside a little bit uh i have writing mm -hmm. i can lean back on yeah radio i don't know you know different yeah. i don't know what the avenue would be i'm young what's radio <laughs> i'm a young person i don't a know podcast. oh now it's just a two-minute tiktok uh -huh. um, you can fall back on your tiktok i will fall course. back on my tiktok you never sure. lose that that muscle <laughs> uh, okay but, but that's just me operating from that scarcity, fear-based, you know, which could lead back to right. all the things I discussed from the beginning that, you know, those childhood traumas, dramas. Yes. Yeah. Some of it's paranoia. Some of it's a little real. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like some of it's like, I need to have a certain, I want to make a certain, like yeah. there, I need to, certain amount of calories to keep the body going. Mm -hmm. I need a certain amount of busy. I need a certain amount of work. It is yeah. finite. And I don't know what the right balance is. Yeah. But being all in is, I mean, I, 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 people's careers do slow down. Yeah, for sure. And that's okay. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. And I do see that too. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end. I'll be all, they'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Yeah. you like your identity isn't tied to. Exactly. And that's why I'm really grateful that I did meet my wife because there was a time where I thought, well, maybe I won't get to have the relationship and the career. I've got to have one. Um, so it's nice to know, even though she, you know, she would argue that I put so much focus on the career, I don't want to make my relationship fall by the wayside. Um, I am grateful that I have her so that my career isn't everything. Does she mention that you can be a little focused on the career. Yeah, for sure. But she also that has been brought up knows that. I mean, yeah, for sure. And yeah. and I've tried to, you know, be better about like being like, well, you know, let's take a vacation. Where would you like to go? I don't want this to be about my job and where I have to go do a show. I mean, look, if there happens to be a comedy club there. I know if, you know, I if mean, I can pay for a trip. <laughs> who, who would I, I'd be a fool not to. Right. Come on. Uh, it's a long haul out yeah. here. But she's also like super supportive and knows how much I love what I do. Yeah. And it comes from a place of I'm doing it because I love it. Yeah. I think about that as I've never, I don't think I've ever complained to uh, somebody I was dating that they were too focused on mm -hmm. the thing they were into. Yeah. And yeah. Because she's never like, oh, you need to stop. It's never like you should stop caring so much or doing so much. It's more of just like... Did you have to make time, like, no work Sunday, phones off, Oh, um, I delay? haven't done that. But you never know. You should. I should. Before it's too late. <laughs> All right, so you haven't had to do anything. You haven't had to take drastic measures. Or Yet. a couple. <laughs> yeah. But you never know. I always wonder, like, if are you pretty good at... Yeah, I guess you are good at 
into it. You are empathetic. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I'm not good at it. Oh, really? And I wonder, is your wife more empathetic than you are? Probably. I'm way more empathetic than my wife because I'm a cancer. It's kind of part of, that's that like hippie stuff. And your hip, parents hippie, got divorced. Yeah. Stuff. Yep. Um, she is uh, more, th- probably more thoughtful than me. Like she thinks about, like if I talked about really liking something, like a, two months later, she will go get that thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, where I'm like a little out to lunch on things like yeah. that. Um, I'm always like, I don't know what you like. <laughs> so interesting. Um, so yeah, but it's, but if like, I'm so used to gendering things mm-hmm. that same sex relationships are interesting to me because mm-hmm. it's like, so how do you guys figure it out? <laughs> yeah. Because with a man and a woman, it's just like, you be a stereotype, I'll be a stereotype. Right. We'll figure it out. You're going to be miserable. Yeah. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Oh, no. So I'm wondering. I know. I do worry sometimes that I'm too much like a dude if you're going. Well, that's what's funny, though. That's what's funny to me is like, are you, you are empathetic. You are people pleasing. That's a stereotypically feminine. Mm hmm. All that's but like, then totally out to lunch with certain right. things, yeah, and forgetful, and she's more thoughtful and more yeah. con- and like exactly, and that could be f- feminine or mat. Yeah, it's yeah. just it. I don't know how you guys do it. You can't put us in a box. It's so wild. <laughs> uh, I want to so badly get on your. Can I put you on a float? Sure, I'd love to a put you on a float. float. Hi guys, you know how I'm easily perturbed. Maybe not. Maybe that's not my brand anymore. Maybe it's about wellness and happiness. Anyhow, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time can help you. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun. Plan your outfit. Or are you young? Plan your Fit. So much cooler. Fuck, that's cool. Neil, why did your glasses just tint over? I said fit. All right, here's some events coming up in in LA. You got YG. I saw YG one time in Vegas at a club, and YG had way more hits than I knew. You got baseball, you got tennis, you got Wrexham AFC at LA Galaxy. Wrexham, my friend Ryan Reynolds. You got Larry June I've never heard of because I'm, you know, Getting up in years. Better than Ezra, I remember. Jimmy Eat World. Feels like they are from the... If you told me who's Jimmy Eat World and who's in Better Than Ezra, I couldn't tell you. Guys, I'm getting... You know what's great about aging is you stop caring about cultural things. And you just go, I don't know. One of the rappers. But I will say YG had a lot of hits. <laughs> I'm on the app right now. So you can get tickets for any one of these concerts. You know, the sports, the Dodgers with your Dodgers. Tim McGraw's coming. That's exciting. He wears a thin leather hat. So pretty cool. Game Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you a hundred percent, Neil? No, guys. Anyone can do that. Game time credits you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code B-L-O-C-K-S 
for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code B-L-O-C-K-S for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices. I guaranteed. I love you. I'm literally in love with you. I'm an overachiever, so I can be very hard on myself if something is not great. And I try to be good at way too many things. Keeps me from being great at some stuff. Which ties into everything we're talking about, right? I'm doing all these things because I'm trying to accomplish a lot. The overachiever thing, I think, goes back to the early days. Again, around that same time, I was trying to please people and make my mom happy because there was a lot of chaos in our house. And I think I started to put a lot of my attention at school. Like school is my safe haven, like where I could breathe. I go, there's, it's not chaos here. Um, And there was so much going on around me at home that I think I tried to accomplish everything and be good at everything because that was like the one place where you control it and you were directly rewarded for it. Exactly. Yeah. Like in a very, like you get the number one ribbon. Yep. And so that started a long time ago. I know. I think perfectionism is a bigger issue for women than men. I think guys are more just like that. I can get that and whatever, but, but real, especially in school. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a question. I always wonder if I had to hire a staff. Mm-hmm. of just to do a nebulous thing. Would I Would I rather hire women or men? Hmm. And I always wonder like, because no. women are good about beating themselves up. <laughs> they are. If I had a nickel for every time a female comic got off stage and went, I don't know. Uh-huh. It was okay. Uh-huh. And then every time you see a dude have a meet, not every dude. But no, no. Like, like a, used to say, like a, about that. My fantasy of what it's like to be a guy is you just wake up in the morning and your eyes open and you're like, I'm awesome. Mediocre set. Fuck They're like, crush. I crush. Yeah. Did you, like, see the, did you see the audience? And every woman who just crushed, yeah. not every woman, but you know, yeah. they had a, gr- this woman had a great set. A girl had a great set. And they're like, Ugh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh-huh. I, they didn't laugh at that one thing. And, uh-huh. it, and I go, it, it mystifies me. And I'm, I'm guilty of it too. I'm, my wife's always, my, <laughs> she's always like, do you see any guy in this room doing yes. that after they're set? She goes, she's like, stop. I'll go into the green room and be like, it was okay. Yeah. 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 It's a weird thing because it is like the upside of femininity. The upside of femininity is like soft power. You're socially more adept. You're Yeah. I love the phrase soft power. Soft power. That's soft what women have. Men have hard power. Like, I'm fucking moving. Uh-huh. Whereas women are like, maybe we should discuss. Mm-hmm. Have, let everyone be heard. Let's build a consensus. Yeah. But the downside is you're open to be. Mm-hmm. Whereas guys are like, testosterone doesn't even. Yeah. Somebody told me that they just, they knew someone who's doing hormone therapy. They're transitioning from woman to man. Uh-huh. And the more testosterone they take, they can't believe how little empathy they have now. Whoa, really? Like, wow, like this is palpable how much less empathy I have than I had months oh, ago. interesting. Yeah. Um, huh. All right, here's devil's advocate. Okay. You're probably better from beating yourself up. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Because you're forced to kind of like well, you're, do better? Yeah, you have a standard. You have dysmorphia mm-hmm. about reality. 
that makes you better. Yeah. And you don't want to do a shitty show. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to do a shitty show. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. So I guess it's all of these things in the proper serving mm-hmm. size. I think uh, I'm probably better at stand-up than I would be if I weren't so hard on myself because I force myself to like, keep going on the road, keep doing this thing, keep working on this joke. Um, and so it makes me dig into stuff a bit more. I guess my part of like, I try to be good at everything. It's like, I'm doing stand-up, I'm doing acting, I'm doing a radio show, I'm doing this. I'm like, does doing so much of one thing keep me from being, like I'm a good stand-up? Does it keep me from being a great stand-up? Does like, you know, uh, stand up keep me from being a better actor? Does it, yeah. or does it all just like it just is what it is? And you know, I, I think I, it's just like people just go, oh, it's fortune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're yeah. like, yeah, but uh, 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 my shirt and the, I didn't wasn't present, and people are just like, oh, I like yeah. her. Yeah, and I think I'm, the older I get, I think I'm conceding to just like I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, the overachiever thing. I still want to be good at stuff for sure. I never want to put out mediocre stuff. Not that I haven't. We all do, you know, but I'm less hard on myself about it than I used to be. But I have definitely had the overachiever syndrome, whatever you call it, since I like seventh grade. Yeah. But I, someone one time that I was working with was like, Brennan's a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And it was like, "Uh uh-huh. And every once in a while, it's perfect. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yes. And yeah. if you, if, and again, like you occasionally, it's very, every few years or once a decade or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think it's the worst. I think it's a good aspiration to have as long as you're not making yourself miserable. Right. And you're a well, little bit dysmorphic, yeah. but not insane where you don't acknowledge a quality that you mm-hmm. have or a skill you have. Or we're like, can't sleep at night because my head's spinning. Like, I don't Yeah, like, like this that. is not true. Yeah. Like, it's not true. Mm-hmm. Why? This wouldn't have happened Yeah, if, like, no one's that susceptible to, mm-hmm. like, what do you think happened? Letterman was on here and he was saying how, like, he, his wife has to, like, cheer him up oh, with his achievements. Yeah. It's like, how many Emmys did you win? Right, you yeah. A Peabody, you won a fucking Kennedy Center honor. Yeah. Like, you want to Mark Twain? Like, so you tricked, you're the greatest con man of all time. For that <laughs> right, to be true, right, yeah. you'd have to be the guy from Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. But with an audience right. who's reacting that we're all normally. It. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, that's the thing of like not making it so you're, uh huh, where it's just not reality. Yeah. And I definitely like, I, I would say, I, I say to people, I'm always sh- shocked that. I do have self-esteem, you know what I mean? Because there's so many things trying to chip away at that for all of us that every, every body has these like things trying to make them feel less than, uh, from the internet, from, I literally just had the thought in the bathroom. I am not the comments. I am not the worst yeah. thing said about me. In the yeah. I thought that 25 minutes ago Yeah, as an adult. As an adult. Can you imagine being a kid having that influence? And and so I'm grateful that I have any self-esteem. There's a lot of things stacked up against me to not have it. You end up, as you were talking, I had the thought that you, we end up being, we are stuck with ourselves. mm -hmm. It's good and bad news. Right. So you end up being like, 
Yeah, it's a hovel. It's a shithole, but it's my shithole. <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's who we are to ourselves. Like, yeah. Yeah, but come on. Mm-hmm. I'm a, you're a good guy. Yeah. Because we're just, we're stuck with ourselves. Yeah. And I kind of, uh, of course there are things about me I wish were different. Of course I wish there are things about me I I need to be better at and uh, and whatnot. I'm not a perfect person. No one is. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I got to like myself. I got to, you know, like that's the only thing I think I've got to like get through those you know, if you see those comments like that or people telling you you're a piece of crap or whatever, or the no's that you get in the business, I I, I fall back on the like, okay, I like myself. Mm-hmm. Thank God, you know, and, and that it was uh, instilled in me, I think, you know, from a young age with my grandmother. She and my just, m- would, did she say it explicitly? Yeah, I mean, she just had that un- unconditional love, you know, like that, and she died when I was young, uh, but when there was like all the chaos around, she was like that North Star, like, oh, I have her. I'm good. And she just was like, love me. That had, you know, no notes. And not to say I don't want that. I say that all the time in um, relationships, like no notes. <laughs> I don't give them. I really don't yeah. give them. It's like it either is going to work or it isn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'm not, I don't think you're entitled to tell me how to be other than if I'm encroaching on your time or your physical space or whatever, like, yes. Yeah. But- I, I kind of owe my, any self-confidence to her. She just gave me that rock, that that thing I needed to like sort of and, hang on and to. And she did it by loving you. She didn't yeah. do it by saying, and you should love yourself. She just, just very demonstrated simply. loving you. And you were like, well, she's nice. Yeah. Maybe I'm worth loving. Exactly. Just that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Are you like her? Um, do people, do you remind her, you people of her? She she was more thoughtful. <laughs> Every, I mean, everyone is at this point. I mean, she, I, I knew her from a, a, an older age where she had softened a lot. My mom told me she was a little bit more hard, uh, like growing up, yeah. not, not as demonstrative and, you know, didn't really say I love you and affectionate, but it was such that way with me. Wasn't, but wasn't with my mom and her brothers. Uh, did not say I love you, did not hug, but like with me and my brothers, as a grandmother. How she was with her brothers. Man, right. That doesn't concern me. But she was like uh, cutting, you know, roses from her garden and taking them to like the bank teller, the librarian, the, the secretaries at the school. She was always like saying everyone loved her. Like when she died, you know, the whole so many people in town came to her funeral because she touched so many people and had like a light about her. And, and I would like to think I have a positivity that I share with you people do. You really in do. that way. You really so. do. I brought you here to tell you. Oh, thank you. You got it. I don't give it. people roses, but I give them jokes. You give me, you give me eye roses. You give me a look at you, you energetic roses. roses. You are, you are roses. I swear to you. Like you are that you yeah. are the, I used, I actually used to say it about Felipe Esparza mm-hmm. and you're in the same boat, which is, it's a different boat, but I used to say, if you cut to Felipe in a movie, he gets a laugh. Felipe! Literally cut to him. You're going to get a laugh. Mm-hmm. Cut to you. You're going to get kindness. Mm-hmm. Carol. You know, that's my grandmother's name. You're going to get feeling of people will be like, she seems nice. Yeah. Um, so good for you. Well, thank you. So I I'll can't wait that. till someone cuts to you. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a kind face. Eating. Oh, God. That's like the bane of my existence. 
Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, I put that as a block because, you know, I'm not going to skirt around it. Clearly, that's an issue I have. Uh, I'm I'm a big... You don't... Kid. I will say this. You don't seem the wrong weight. Oh, well... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't... I don't think... You can't see me as a little any mini. I don't think that's what you're supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. What's your family's body like? Oh, I come from big folk. Uh, my parents are both big. My, I, you know, I have one brother that's pretty fit. Uh, he and his family are very healthy, health but conscious. But kind of thick fit. Um, yeah, no, no, no one in my family is like a, a beanpole for sure. We're just a big. <laughs> but I don't. I think certain people have just your frame or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. That's just what the cells are gonna do. Yeah. So I think for me. You know, food is uh, how I celebrate. It's how I express sadness. It's like two. I make sad put, cakes. Yeah, I have sad cakes. I've got cakes says I'm sad and I yeah. I just rely on it too much. It's too. I think about it too much. Like food makes me so happy. I wake up. What is it for breakfast? I wish it weren't such a part of my. And do you day think about nutrition? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't think about nutrition. But the have, only way to wake up and going, what's for breakfast mm -hmm. is if you don't, is if syrup is involved. Right. And the but, only way syrup can be involved is if it's, you don't care about nutrition. Yeah. Well, but again, I keep going back to my wife, but we're so, you know, in a mesh with each other at this point, eight years in, uh, she thinks about nutrition. She's the health person. And her family's very healthy. Her mom's very healthy. Um, so she's had to, and she'll say to me, like, I can't believe that you don't know these basics, nutritional things, ABC. You still can't believe that rice becomes sugar. Exactly. I mean. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking what about? What are they talking about? Bread is um, not sugar. Bread's bread. But I come from North Carolina. Not that there aren't healthy people in North Carolina, but we love food in, in the South. We Everything's fried, you know sweet tea, like sugars and everything. So it just wasn't a part of co any conversation. I don't remember salads when I was You didn't child. know salads existed until you moved out here. I didn't know they existed unless they were on the buffet at a ch cheap steakhouse that you piled on your plate. Cheese, cheese ham. Thousand Island, yep. croutons, ranch. Yep. And that's before, that's before you eat like six other things. Yes. That's how I knew of a salad. Not yes. like here's the one healthy thing you're going to eat and that's that's your meal. I Of course, I'm to the age now where I understand things more. Intellectually. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you but, understand intellectually, but yeah. you don't really understand. But things it. are ingrained in you, you know? Yeah. You have these habits. And yeah. so I'm better about it. And my wife and I will go through times where I'll be way more dialed in and I'll lose weight and feel good. But boy, do I get off that train so fast. Oh, well, I was picturing you sneaking. Oh, yeah, that. I've done that for sure. She I, gives you no choice. I say, uh, you'll never, I, I say, you don't have to worry that I'm like off doing something I'm not supposed to do. I have no desire. But will I probably go through a drive through and not tell you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to be okay with it. Yeah. That's when you think about the road, you must yeah. be like, yeah. She'll be like, I know you sneak snacks. And she's not like my, you know, you're like, stop warden. looking at my phone. <laughs> stop looking at my geolocation. I'm on Google. She's not you're my so warden. paranoid. But her whole thing is obviously she wants me to be healthy so I can live longer. Yeah. And that's fair. That is a fair point. And I reeled it in not when to I. You. 
I know. I, I reeled it in when I was about to film this crazy action series. Called uh, Fubar, Fubar. Now streaming star on Netflix yep. starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. They cut to her. That was on me. And it's kindness and fun because I've watched the trailer. Oh, nice. But I, I reeled it in for that. Um, so I can do it. I just get lazy. How'd you it. reel it in? Uh, I started, well, I knew I was going to be in action scenes with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know. You're like running and diving and shit? Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's very physical. I'm army crawling across the floor, running, you know. I knew that we would be shooting like 12 to 15 hour days. Um, So I started doing the, like, the, the, I called a friend who coached, she used to train me back in the day and she doesn't do it now, but she, I would go to her house like two or three times a week and do um uh, sort of CrossFit type uh, workouts. I did that solid for two months. I just tried to eat less. Yeah. Because I'm never going to be the person that's like, no sweets for me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I can be like, I'll eat less. You have sweets every day? I do right now, which is why I've put on weight. Again, I don't know that you put on weight. Well, because I, I, I'm always... I know a, you know. I'm but, always a version of chubby. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you just look like yourself. Yeah. So I know that I've put on weight, but um, yeah, I... I no one's paying attention enough to me to know to be like, oh, her face is bigger than it usually is, or whatever. I carry a measuring tape. I should use it. <laughs> I should put it together. But that will, I think, that will be a block for me my whole life. And you've just, I think, saying it's going to be a block for me, it it doesn't let you off the hook, but it makes it like, look, I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna solve this because mm -hmm. that's the problem with a food. Mm -hmm. Not like it's an addiction. No, but I, when people I would have say food it's addiction, an addiction. Yeah, it's you have to eat. Yeah. So it's just a matter of like, I need to come to some sort of understanding yeah. about this because mm -hmm. I, eh, yeah, you're going to have to eat yeah five times so. a day, five meals a day. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So you, yeah, I am kind of copping out on it a little bit. No, like, but I'm I a don't big think girl. I'm always going to be a big girl, you know, but. I'm giving you an out too by saying that <laughs> hey, you, you are supposed to be this shape. <laughs> just remember that it if you're at your me, lowest, be like, funnier? Neil said I'm supposed to. It doesn't make you less funny. <laughs> you know, there's something to be said. I'll that. say that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make you less funny. But here, I do at least have enough sense to know this. I don't do drugs like ever, ever, ever. I've never done done hard drugs or tried hard drugs. I've had some weed, of course. Weed's not even really my thing. I drink. I like it old-fashioned. I have like one or two drinks a week. Um, I know I, I at least have enough sense to know I can't be a drug person and a food person. So I'm sticking with my one vice and Great. not dipping into the other one. So is that, yeah, maybe that's positive. <laughs> does Jax have any shortcomings? I'm sure. I mean, who doesn't? She'll come on. <laughs> Uh, no, but I'm wondering, you know, we're giving, we're, we're taking it out on you and I want to get Jax over there. Get the, her in this. Yeah, get her over the cold. <laughs> um, this is funny. Listening. Yeah. What's the problem? I think because I'm trying to juggle so many things at a time that I have a problem with uh, a little bit of ADD or I have a little ADD. So there's that as well. Um, but sometimes someone will be talking and I'm thinking about the three other things I've got to do instead of just being present. And I, not with everybody, you know, some people, some friends might be like, oh, you're a great listener, but I've been really bad lately about my ADD taking over and letting my brain go to wherever it goes and not being present. Where does it mostly go? Because I, Fred Armisen was here when we were talking about where our brains go. 
Um, I think it goes to my checklist. You got to do this. You got to do this. Did you do this? What about this? Has this person done Just this? Just your, your worry hierarchy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like thinking about, I'd rather be on a beach. I yeah. should be in a drive-thru. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that drive-thru. bad. And, oh, and one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is the syrup, is the is the hot fudge uh, oven still on? <laughs> is it hot? Um, uh, yeah, and I'm bad at, as bad with my relationship. Sometimes, you know, she's like, I've told you this three times. And I'm like, ugh. I literally genuinely didn't hear you. Well, you know, as you get older, I'm curious what other people's experiences is, be, is which is there are times mm-hmm. where I forget something and I'll go, you were right to forget that. <laughs> Meaning it's just not that important, important. Yeah. to me. Like my brain, I have a a list of importance in my head mm-hmm. of like categories that are important. Yeah. Some things don't make it in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And also I'm, I'm trending in a happier direction generally as a person. There you go. Not like I'm getting forgetful, but whenever I think about like senior, when people go, I'm having a senior moment, uh-huh. I kind of want to say to them, I'm like, maybe it just doesn't, you just you're don't... having a senior moment because you don't give a fuck and there's only so much space right. in the in the cabinet. Yeah, let's go with that. And you don't need the lyrics to some dumb song. Right. Or you don't need to know. Yeah. I'm definitely bad with names. Uh, if people, are, you know, I'm very polite and I'm happy to meet people very open. Yeah. But the name goes right out in one ear. Right I wouldn't out even know how to remember a name. Yeah, I don't. Somebody, there is a good one that somebody. It's but when you hear it, it's insane. Mm-hmm. You let's say you meet um, Bill Burr, mm-hmm. right? You picture his first name's Bill. Okay, so you picture him on the back of another Bill. So you picture Bill Cosby oh. giving him a piggyback ride. <laughs> okay. And that and it's actually a good way to remember names. Like a vision like a you're visually Yes. You're like adding vi- something to I know it. a girl named Sandra and I would picture her on Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor's yeah. back. And that's how I would remember her name. Okay. I'll try it, that. It's it sounds insane, but it actually is work. It works. Okay. Yeah, because I, you know, I've had a couple of people like, uh, you've met me before. I'm like, okay, sorry. Yeah. And then your people pleasing kicks in. And <laughs> exactly. And then, and, and then I'm then like spiraling, eat. trying to make them feel better. Eat. I know. Yeah. What have you done about it at home? Do you make it have to make a concerted effort to listen? I'm tr- I do need to <laughs> do that, Neil. That exhale was great. <laughs> I'm trying. Try- I really um, felt how badly you need to. Well, there's also, and again, I'm not trying to make excuses for myself. I have bad hearing. Um, okay. I, and not a lot of people know about, I don't have like, I'm not diagnosed with yeah. like, I haven't gone to the doctor, but I genuinely have bad hearing. Um, and sometimes everything's lower. Uh, everything's lower. And um, I just don't hear everything. Uh, I I remember when Bert Kreischer told me the first time that he he told me in a podcast he didn't like me at first because he was passing by. We didn't really know each other. This was back in the day. It was at the improv. Um, I had just come off uh, stage and he was next, I guess. 
And he said he told me like, great job. And I walked right past him. And he goes, so I would tell everybody like, like Fortune is like so mean and aloof or something. And he goes, everybody was like, that doesn't seem like her. Yeah. Like I know her. That doesn't seem like her. And, and then I go, I said, Bert, and we laughed about it because I go, Bert, I did not hear. There's no way in the world I heard you and walked past you and didn't say anything. Yeah. Um, but but I just some I genuinely don't hear sometimes people yeah. say stuff. So if I don't see them, I keep walking if I haven't heard them. Uh, so part of the listening is on me and my ADD, um, but it's also. I sometimes just don't. Hear Have it. you ever taken Ritalin for ADD? I haven't, and but I'm starting to think: should I look into it because it's getting worse as I get older? Just try it. Yeah, for like a day. Yeah, just one, day. Just one day. <laughs> See if I can focus. Do hard drugs. Yeah. Well, I think Zooms haven't helped because uh, so much Zooms has, haven't. That's so a much full block right there. Yeah. So Zooms much has changed helped. with that. Give it to her, Will. Zooms haven't helped. We're gonna. It's gonna come up behind your head. <laughs> <laughs> Zooms haven't helped anybody at any. No, I've never seen you on a Zoom before. We do our radio show via Zoom, and it's two hours a day. And I'm in my office. I mean, if something can distract me, it will. I'm like, well, you got to clear the. the you got to clear your eye line for real. I like, know. You have to. Yeah. I can't be on a Zoom and like. Let me just look at Zoom's website. I know. I'm just like. Nope. I'm trying to X out of all the things on my computer. I got to put my phone over here. I got to like, I'm then all of a sudden I'm staring at the bird outside my window. Like I'm just all over the place with the zooms. Yeah. I mean, I'm, but I'm not mad. Do you do uh, subtitles on when you watch TV? No, not, not to that point. That would be, that would be a good for hearing. That would be yeah. like, I does your, does mm-hmm. Jax think you're listen to stuff too loud? No, it's for some reason with, TV and stuff, I'm okay. I'll huh. cat, I'll occasionally be like, "What do they say?" Huh? Uh, but um, yeah. But it's as of where I'm at right now, I'm okay with that. It's more of like if we're out and about, people are around, yeah, saying yeah. something to me. I, I I can't zero in on like where that's coming from, or even it doesn't even register. It's funny. We all know how crazy it is to be a person, mm-hmm. and we all have <laughs> insanely high expectations for other people, right? Like I'm going through, I can't hear, and then I, <laughs> I, I got the comment section, and then, and then Bert's like, "You, Bert's mad at me." Oh. Like just all this, like, why the fuck do we have these expectations? You know what this is like. Yeah, right. It's hard. Yeah, I'm like drowning. I'm not drowning all the time, but like it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, and we still, but we're all we have mm-hmm. in terms of to get satisfaction from. Yeah, but should I? put a little, put more effort into being like listening and not doing the checklist with my relationship. 1000%. But I'm not even mad at the checklist. Like <laughs> good. Meaning I don't, if you're, wor- I, you're worried. Yeah. Like, okay. Remember when, you know, when you are, you ever audition for something and the people that you're auditioning for are like on their computer and yeah. you want to go, motherfucker, I'm auditioning right now. Right. They're working. Right. They they're doing shit they have to do. They're not mm-hmm. like fucking around. Yeah. They literally have to answer an email and they're probably not they're not the most important person in there. Mm-hmm. Just we don't think about if someone's anxious about something like yeah, you got your hands. <laughs> this is a good one. Okay. Culturally, I'd say it can be nerve-wracking going into certain cities 
as a gay woman. Uh, yeah. I mean, I that's been coming up a little bit more for me lately. Because you're going to more cities, probably. Well, right? going to more cities. I mean, I'm from. Listen, I'm from the south. I I you know grew up in very conservative areas, very red states all around me, and in North Carolina. Uh, so it's not anything out of the ordinary, and I don't shy away from those places. I there's I have some of the best shows I've ever had. Yeah, in you know Oklahoma, in Tennessee, in Florida, like people Dallas. that have places that have laws against you. Yeah, right. But there is this you know kind of hate bubbling up again, where it kind of felt like it went away for a bit. Yeah. And now it, it's feeling like that vitriol is coming back where you're like, oh, I thought we were past this. I thought we were like getting like on board with like just, you know, love who you love. Yeah. Um, and I've but I've definitely had I mean, I've been touring now for 13 years solid. And, you know, I, I have incidences for sure where I be, I'm looking over my shoulder in certain towns, certain people cities. yelling stuff. Um. You know, early on in my career, as soon as I said I was gay on stage, I've had people get right up out of their seats in the club and leave. And uh, so not like a people hate. People you paid uh, to be theatrical, make an event out of your show. Exactly. You, Fine, I, sir. Yes, so, who I am. Yeah, I want to apologize for one second. <laughs> and I'm about to get a 40-second applause break because I'm a hero. I mean, I've been on the road with my wife where, like, they didn't know we were together. She's very, you know, feminine looking. And they didn't know we were together. and the person was like super nice to her. And then I went to the bathroom. They didn't see me with her and they were very mean to me for no reason. And I was like, clocked it like that was weird. And then when we went to pay, like the woman realized we were together and then was mean to both of us. And my wife was like, that's so weird. She was like, so nice to me. And I was like, uh, I think that this is why. And, and you know, that stuff is always kind of jarry. We've been in places where the, we've walked into a restaurant or a bar and you just feel the vibe where we are like, we should go. And it's hard to describe to people if no one's yelling a slur at you. Uh, yeah, they, it's hard, it's to, hard describe to describe energy. energy. Yeah. And I go, I know the energy. I can feel the energy when I'm not supposed to be somewhere. And I get myself right out of that position. But, you know, it does make you nervous when you're on the road to be like, um, where where are we going with this vitriol? How How will this present itself is it just an internet thing? Is it going to be, you know, keep going into laws? Yeah. Are we going to be, you know, is my marriage in like yeah. in jeopardy at some point? You just right now we're just kind of like, where is this going? Yeah. And so it does. It definitely as a touring stand up become very eye opening because you are going. You're not living in your bubble. It also makes you're you everywhere. paranoid. Yeah. In that people don't understand when you get heckled at a show just as an example you get heckled at the 10th minute of your act mm -hmm. you're worried about it for the rest of your show mm -hmm. you can't think straight right you you're literally doing it so if you go into a bar mm -hmm. and you feel the energy you're probably going to be like, let's just go back to the room. Right. Yeah. You're not going to go, let's give another bar a shot. Yeah, right. No. And and then you also are scanning other people mm -hmm. for it. Like, is this one of those, is she going to be like that other person? Right. And it kind of makes the whole thing like 
worse. Mm-hmm. The whole experience worse. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting. You know, I've landed in certain places with and where Jackson and I start holding hands and you can immediately tell like, oh, no, this is not, this is not the place. Do you have a good bit about it, about Saudi Arabia or Dubai or something? Um, oh, about, uh, I t- I'm doing a thing right now about going on our honeymoon uh, and we had to stay over in Qatar. Uh, so, you know, you de- yeah. and like, yeah, other countries, you definitely have to think about it. Um, th- so there's nothing I personally can do about any of this. I just have to be aware of where I'm going, you know, what my surroundings are. Uh, if it, there's a vibe that I shouldn't be there, get the heck out of there. Well, yeah, it's like, the, <laughs> it's just like any ism where it's like racism or sexism mm-hmm. or where you just go like, it's just fucking makes this 25% worse. Yeah. And it's not, I can't show you what, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just so stupid. Mm-hmm. And the thing you talked about, the flare up is it's almost proof that it has nothing to do with reality. Mm-hmm. It's like, are gays getting too many rights? Like, what do you? Yeah, I don't under I don't understand it personally. Why all of a sudden it's a thing again? But yeah, with that being said, ninety percent, ninety five percent of the places I go, lovely, mm-hmm. lovely experiences, lovely people, kind, great shows. But it's all it is a weird thing to think about. Yeah, before you go, mm-hmm. it's a weird like. It's like how's the how's the sexual preference climate there? Right, and I and I've th- had that thought lately. I had I was going to a certain state, and I thought, you know, I'm actually going to rent a car because I'm gay. My opener's gay, and I think I should just drive us. I didn't, it could have been that nothing would have happened, and it would be totally fine if I Ubered, got in a stranger's car. Could have been amazing, but I'm like just as a precaution. I'm going to rent a car. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yes. So you just kind of make, you just make a little adjustments here and there where you think maybe this will be better. And I went to that place. I did rent a car. But as far as my experiences at the hotel, at the restaurants, at the show, lovely. So you yeah. just never know. And But with, again, with and that you being, only got into like three car chases. <laughs> but, and also, and I always am, trying to play devil's advocate, I could have something bad happen in the most progressive city in the world. You just don't know. Yeah. Uh, and also... That's what's so exciting who, about being a lesbian. <laughs> and also someone who's You not, never know where it that, That's right. But also someone who's not gay could experience something else. You know what I mean? There's, of course. We're in a wild time. Yeah. Where anybody could experience any sort of, like, not pleasant thing at any point because we're in a very unsettling time. Because social media made people lose their minds. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And what, two more questions. Okay. What have you done in your life that's made you come to accept yourself more? Whether it's like therapy or medication Uh or, or 12 step groups or. Yeah. I have had a couple, a couple of big transitional moments. I think Uh, the first was coming out. Uh, coming out of the closet. Uh, it helped me accept myself more, love myself more. It was, uh, like I said, before I came out, I just, it was sort of a non-thing, but I just knew something was off. Something was different. Why am I not connecting with someone romantically? Why am I not the object of someone's affection? Things- How old were you when you came out? 25. What was your arc with it? You were like, oh, 
I think I'm attracted to women. Mm -hmm. And then how long before you come out? It was starting to bubble up for me more when I moved to LA at 23. Well, there's better looking women out here. I mean, there, there's a lot more. To, and But they're open. I'm like, I know that person's a lesbian. Yeah. Where I wasn't seeing that as much back home. At that Nothing to be attracted to. 20 years home. ago. There's no, there's no you stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so it started bubbling up. But 25 was when I had the aha, as Oprah says, the aha moment. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. And then came out pretty quickly after that uh, in step. Within hours. I'm kidding. I, I told uh, friends first, then family a few months later, you know, that kind of thing. Is there, do you do due diligence on yourself? Like, do you go, are you sure? Do you just like that? Or do you right. bargain with your preference? Do you go, ah, it would be probably be easier if you were attracted to guys. Let me work from that. I think in that 23 to 25 year old time, the where it was bubbling up, that's when I had the like, well, maybe I just need to, I haven't found the right guy. Uh, bigger, you know? more massive. Uh, yeah. It, but yet again, the guys were like, no, thank you. Uh, and I would have gone on the dates, but the, we just didn't have that rapport. We immediately yeah. were like high-fiving each other, a very, you know, uh, brotherly, sisterly kind mm-hmm. of relationship. Um, so there was that then, but once I like fully was like, I'm gay, it was like, no, this is, this is who I am. And it, it opened up that whole, um, a whole other world to me, and, but it made me make sense. I go, now I Looking get, back, you go, yeah. oh, now I get why this, I was like this. Now I get why I felt like this. Now I know why I was intense with this friend or, you know, like it just made so it really was like a, oh, and of course, like you said. And you're not even, a, you you were intense with somebody. Yes. Because you, want, many you friends. were, you wanted to fuck them for lack of a better term. I wanted intimacy, I think. Got it. Not even, I wasn't even going to that level with it. I was so naive and young in the thoughts of it. It was yeah. like holding hands and hugging. It wasn't even like you just a wanted ball. closeness with yeah, this I wanted person. Intimacy. You wanted to fuse with this person, mm-hmm. and so that was a big transitional time for me. Of like, I finally know who I am, and I think that that must have been fun. In yeah, a weird, it was, like, well, it was freeing. Yeah, you know? a weight lifted off your shoulders. So that helped me uh, start that journey of self acceptance for sure. And then <clears throat> as I got more into dating and making a lot of wrong choices, dating a lot of the wrong people, because I'm now dating as a, as you, people did when I was 16. I'm doing that as a 28 year old, 30 year old. Meaning what? Meaning I'm making all the mistakes you make when you're young, dating the wrong people, putting up with things you shouldn't put up with. Like people were like, I, I used to date someone like that when I was in college, but not now. Yeah, like you know? now I would never. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Because you don't know. I'm just trying you don't to know date. What to, yeah. And you also don't know what, to, like your standards are kind of low because you're like, I'm just yeah. happy it's a I'm woman. I'm just happy. Yeah. I'm I'm happy. Happy. I know what I like. <laughs> a thousand percent. I'm re- this shit's real basic <laughs> for me, gang. Yeah. I just want a woman uh-huh. and then whatever, whatever we can yeah. negotiate the Figure rest out of the other stuff. I just wanted experiences. Yeah. And so, but as I got into my 30s, I was like, oh, wait, this is becoming not good. I'm getting into relationships that are bad for me now. Now it's becoming toxic. Uh, And so I went to therapy. I did three years of therapy because I go, okay, I'm the common denominator. I'm the person picking all these people. I'm allowing them to treat me this way. Why am I doing that? Why? Well, what is it that I'm doing uh, that I need to fix? Because I can't 
be in the relationship like this long term. Right. And my fear is that I will allow myself to do that because I just want to be loved. I just want, if someone picks me, I'm afraid I'll no just more. go, yeah. Yeah. You picked me. So, okay, I'm glad to be picked. Yeah. Even though you're totally wrong for me. Um, and that definitely changed my perspective on dating and and trying to make better choices and not putting up with that kind of stuff. It's so funny because it's the same. It's it's just identical. Mm-hmm. It's, ident- it's like women in their 20s just make fucking bad decisions. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it is basically like where you go, do you like them? And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, right. Do you like this person? I like, <clears throat> I didn't even consider it. Yeah. You just go, oh, you you picked me and I want to be picked and I need love. So, okay. Close enough. Yeah. But, you know, that's why meeting Jax was so different. It, for the first time, I was like, I like you, you like me. We're choosing each other, you know? It was... Um, and it, yeah, it made, I mean, a good relationship is like, it's like finding money. It's like, yeah. I can't fucking believe I met you. Yeah. This is crazy. Totally. And, and not, it's like not even romantic. It's almost selfish because mm-hmm. it's so good. Yeah. Okay. So here's my final question. Okay. Movie of your life. Who plays you? What's the story? Oh my gosh. Movie of my life. Who plays me? Uh, is Charlize Theron available? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, don't be change like, a thing. Be like just alike, right? Um, my gosh, who would play me? Charlize. I mean, committed. I'm a very specific look. It, it's not easy to like pinpoint a, a current actor that be like there. Charlize perfect. is doing it. Charlize, Charlize is doing is it. What's but what's the? She's got to put on a few LBs. Whatever. That's on. If you guys talk, you'll go to lunch. <laughs> it's like every Whatever. time I have. Every time I have a stunt double, it's some really fit woman that they've put a pillow into. Oh, that's shirt. funny. And so you're never, there's never like they walk on a set and you're like, what? And the curly wig. Um, well, I know Kathy Bates should play my mom. Great. Wouldn't that be pretty cool? Great. Fantastic. Can I just play myself? Okay. I want to play myself. Great. Charlie's Muhammad can, Ali did that. Charlie's can play my older sister. I also believe they're making a, a Snoop series and Snoop should play himself. Like, yeah. I don't want to see somebody play him. Right. Um, I want to play myself. Kathy Bates play my mom. Great. What's the story? Maybe like, like, am I making it up? or I'm No, just, it's like, what's been your life story? What's oh. been the arc? Who were you? What did you overcome? What did you learn? Uh, just Who are a you small now? town girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's sorry. Great. Uh, no, I'm from a small town. So I imagine it'd be, you know, starting in North Carolina, tiny sure. town. Uh, and that relationship with the mom and daughters at the helm. Yep. Uh, complicated, a loving and complicated relationship. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a journey of self-discovery. What, and what is it? Your sexuality, being a comedian. Yeah. Sexuality, being a comedian, moving away from home, spreading the wings, hardships, like as far as like, you know, starting with nothing, $30, $30 in your pocket, your Accura legend. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I don't know. Do you look back on like moving? Mm-hmm. What was the suspicion you had about yourself or about life that made you go, I should go to LA? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even know you're gay. Like, what is the the pull? Yeah. Kind of that feeling being in that small town, going to a small college, 
of like, is there more? This can't be enough. Mm -hmm. I think I had that feeling my whole life of like, you know, my town's 10,000 people. My college was 1,200 people. Just like, there's got to be more. Um, <laughs> like uh, the Little Mermaid, but, uh, you know, just like what's out there, you know, yeah. feeling like um, not in touch with the rest of the world. It was pre, like I said, pre-internet, pre, like I remember being fascinated by MTV because it was like, what, the real world? I was like, oh my God, like, look at it. Look at all these people. Yeah. Look at all their backgrounds. Look at that city they're in. Oh my God, that restaurant. Like I was, my mind was blown and it feels so naive to say that now, considering what all we know of everything everywhere, yeah. but it was a different time. It really was. And uh, and just a, a like, I gotta, I, I'm scared. I don't know what's out there, but I know, I, I think Something. I gotta go out there. Yeah. If said improperly, it's like, I'm too great for this town. <laughs> or... I just want to, I don't know, there's something. I just want more. Yeah, I, I want more. People yeah. are like, well, this isn't good enough. You're like, yes, but it's not your fault because it is good enough for yeah. most people. Yeah, it's a great place to grow up. I, I love my hometown. I go there several times a year to see my, my family. Um, but yeah, I think I just always had this internal thing of like, there's got to be more than this. And uh, where, but where do I find it? I, I even moved to Spain for a year, right Did after um, college, because I was so craving. You overdid it. Uh, you went yeah, too many. I know, but I was. That's how much I was craving different, anything different, different country, different people, different language, because I felt like I had been so, um, like not. I didn't have enough exposure to anything. And I just was always like, there's got to be more yeah. to this. And just really... Did you read much? Um, Ish. Reading was never my... Your thing? thing your jam? You know? I'm, I was more than watching the, every episode of The Real World that yeah. I possibly watch. Um, it's sad when you get to... There comes a time in a person's life when you the real world doesn't work on you anymore. I know, right? It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. It, you just know, you like, let me do one more episode and then you're like, I don't care anymore. And you don't care anymore. I know that day was a sad day, <laughs> but it was such a, but in the beginning, I felt like the show was like a real cultural moment. It was. And then eventually it just was a, this is a reality show. Yep. You just know, another they just want to be on TV. But in the beginning, it was like, this is like changing culture. Yeah. We're talking about things we didn't talk about before. Like that Truvada commercial where the guys kiss at the end. Mm -hmm. You couldn't explain to someone how crazy yeah. that would have mm -hmm. been. Like what? Yeah. When do they air this? Yeah. After 2 a.m.? Mm -hmm. No. They air it in the morning. Yeah. I There was a kiss on the real world, I feel like, was like a big deal. Or mm -hmm. like the guy had AIDS. Pedro had AIDS. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it. it I, but that I was craving any story other than mine. I want to learn about. And you didn't know if it was uh, sexual preference. Basically. No, it wasn't. It, it was, was just anything, any, anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. I just wanted to see different people, meet different people, be around different people. What is that? You know, what is beyond... Belmont, North Carolina. And now all you do is stay home and watch Netflix. <laughs> Sad. You know? Sad, everyone. <laughs> Tune in to her 
It's one of her Netflix specials, uh, Good Fortune. Good Fortune, Sweet and Salty. Sweet and Salty. Tune into Food Bar on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Her and Tom Papa have a morning show on Netflix, The Joke Radio. And I'm you have on a tour. podcast. Oh, and you're on tour. Fortune, and I'm on tour. And I'm she's on tour. All over the country. There's so many ways to win. I'm all over the US, New Zealand, and Australia as well. Are you really? Yeah. Great. And it's an all, all new hour. So if you watch Good Fortune, it's a whole different set. Nice. Yeah.